I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. It's to Sterling and Rashford's in again, and this time the goalkeeper defeats it. Two chances in quick succession for the Manchester United youngster. International breaks are just like buses. People try and tell you how great they are. You really don't believe them, but they'll do as a very last resort if there really is no other option. So if the excitement of the next round of Nation League games was all too much for you, at least you had the excitement void of Croatia versus England, which was, due to sanctions against the host nation, played in front of an empty stadium, which I'm sure made the Manchester City contingent feel right at home. Interestingly, this was England's first ever game to be played behind closed doors in 988 matches. Almost as long as it's been since Jose Mourinho accepted responsibility for his own actions. I blame everybody. Even back home, the game was only available on Sky Sports, so if you wanted to watch the game, you needed to fork out £7.99 for a day pass, meaning there were probably more people watching the game in the empty stadium than there were on television. The match in general had a weird eerie atmosphere. You could hear the players shouting, the balls being kicked, and probably the disappointment in the lack of action as well. Even the commentary felt almost too loud in comparison. Maybe it would have been more appropriate to do the commentary in the same way they do the golf. And here he is, Marcus Rashford. He's got the ball slightly back in his stance here, taking that familiar unorthodox run-up. He doesn't look happy with that. And yes, he's given it too much. And he would have hoped for better. The most interesting thing about the game was actually the reason that it was being played behind closed doors in the first place. It was all part of a punishment handed to the Croatian FA after a swastika motif was marked onto the pitch before their Euro 2016 qualifier against Italy. Which firstly makes the massive row over England wearing poppies on their shirts look a little bit ridiculous. And secondly, it really raises the bar for all those Premier League groundsmen who like to have those fancy pitch designs in their stadiums. But all this talk of England takes us away from the much more important discussion point of Jose Mourinho's personal soap opera at Manchester United. You'd think with it being international break, we might give Jose a break. But no, because last week it was good news for United. They managed to snatch a victory when it looked like they were going to lose to Newcastle. And it seems, for the moment, that things might have calmed down a little bit for the special one. Paul Pogba isn't being as mouthy. Alexis Sanchez even bagged a goal in the game, ending a personal goal drought that stretches so far back I'm surprised he didn't lift up his shirt and reveal a message of support for those Chilean miners. <laughs> There seemed to be a general feeling of calmness about Manchester United for everyone. Everyone that is except this fan on Manchester United fan channel, The United Stand. Does that paper over the cracks? Of course it fucking does! We were shit there! What was the philosophy in that shit? Have you ever been so angry that your voice goes into a frequency that only dogs can hear? What? May we got a guy playing with glory, glory, man United! It's not fucking Barcelona! Alright, mate, calm down. Fall out of drink. Actually, I think you might have had all the drinks for everyone. You can sympathise with Jose a little bit here, can't you? He's still getting a load of stick despite a massive second half comeback and a five goal thriller. It's really no surprise that he's getting a bit of a complex about the whole thing. You know, I go to London tonight. If tomorrow rains in London, it's my fault. You know, if there is some difficulty of the Brexit, it's my fault. Hang on. Did I just hear Jose Mourinho taking the blame for something? If you ask me, that is an admittance of guilt. 
Mourinho is responsible for Brexit. Someone get on the phone to Theresa May. I've got a feeling she is going to be very relieved because it was looking dicey there for a moment. Maybe we should just have an in-out referendum on whether Jose stays at Old Trafford. I think I know how this fella's going to be voting. Don't say the fucking piss! Fans just have a knack of making their opinions known, don't they? Like in the Midlands, where Aston Villa expressed their disappointment with Steve Bruce's management of the club by throwing a cabbage at him. Which is not only a wonderfully medieval way of showing that you're really pissed off, but also inspired an amazing football chant from their rivals, West Brom. The cabbage-throwing incident was obviously the straw that broke the camel's back because Steve Bruce was kicked out the door soon after and ordered to take his fledgling greengrocer's business with him. And all of a sudden, anyone and everyone was being linked with the managerial hot seat, including Sam Allardyce, who linked himself with the gig. I wasn't that surprised by that. Firstly, because I'm sure the idea of having free food thrown at him during a match greatly appeals to Big Sam, but also... I think Sam Allardyce is slowly becoming the new Harry Redknapp. Despite claiming he's retired, every job that pops up he's suddenly declaring an interest in. Give it a few weeks and he'll be calling them all top, 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 top clubs and trying to tempt John Terry out of retirement. Funnily enough, it was the return of John Terry to the club that meant Sam wasn't going to be getting the gig and also stopped the spinning merry-go-round of managerial rumours because JT stepped into a coaching role alongside their brand new manager with Villa having snubbed glamorous names like Terry Henry and Rui Faria, instead appointing Dean Smith. Is that the woman who wrote a book on boiling eggs? No, that's Delia Smith. Ah, the one with the bow tie who played Doctor Who. No, that's Matt Smith. The Fresh Prince guy? Will Smith. That lady who shouted, let's be having you at Norwich. No, that's Delia again. Oh, okay. Well, who is he? Um, well, he's, uh, he's... You see, that's the mystery. Because it appears that even club owner Tony Zai doesn't know who he's appointed either. Because this was the tweet he sent after the appointment. I believe JT has everything to grow to be a great manager one day. Get the unfinished business done. No mention of a welcome for the new manager. No good luck message to the team. It's all, very fittingly, about John Terry. And I'm pretty sure John was standing just over his shoulder in full villa kit just as he clicked send. And if all that rubbish hasn't brightened up your international break, then maybe this will. For the latest round of Nations League matches, Italy have called up a new player to their ranks. Kevin. Kevin Lasagna. It's the most amazing footballing name since Stefan Kuntz. <laughs> Just forget the fact that most Italian players' names sound like food if you add the word pasta to the front of them. Pasta Baelli. Pasta Balotelli, Pasta Sinazola, and so on and so on. Just imagine for a second if every country had a player in their team that was named after a national dish like Kevin Lasagna. I eagerly await the day we see Gary Escargo in a France shirt, Henrik Bratwurst stepping out for the Germans, and best of all, we could one day be hearing this during a Belgium game. And replacing number nine, Romelu Lukaku, it's number 16, Steve Waffle. Well, that's it. We are done for another episode of On the Left Side. If you like what you heard, then please subscribe to the show. We're available everywhere you find podcasts, including Amazon Alexa as a flash briefing and on Spotify as well. If you really like what you heard, 
give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really, really, really like what you heard, then make sure you shout about us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at on the left side. Plus, by the time the next episode rolls around, we will have discovered our fate at the Radio Academy's UK ARIA Awards, where we are up for best sports show, somehow, against some amazing and illustrious names. So wish us luck there, and we'll let you know if we bring home the bacon. There will be bacon, won't there? On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. See you next week. Hey? Huh? Oh? Hmm? Oh! Ah! Yes! Great! Go for it! Go on! Oh, well done! Oh, my...